your thyroid looks a little bit big. And I was like, what is the, where is the thyroid you're seeing? Right, right. <laughs> um, that doctor sent me to, to get it checked. And um, I had zero symptoms except that I was um, having bronchitis. But the fact that that doctor noticed my thyroid was really a miracle. Hey, Mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success? Fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League? Advocating for your special needs child or mastering meal planning? Maybe going back to school or starting your own business? The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So, whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. <laughs> I love dad jokes. They're my favorite. I'm always, and I the only ones that I actually know are like cow jokes. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, what do you, um, what do you call a cow in an earthquake? Mm, no idea. A milkshake. Oh. <laughs> but I'm boom. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mama, and welcome to another episode of the Successful Mama podcast. I am your host, Shannon Carruthers, and I am thrilled to have yet another incredible guest. This is my wonderful friend that I have met here recently. Not re- not super recently, but it, recently yeah. enough. It's been about a year, yeah, right? Yeah, it's been, it's been yeah. a bit now. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm so excited to have her here and I can't wait for you to hear her story. I actually, there's parts of her story. I can't wait to hear. I've been telling her as we're chatting beforehand, I was like, listen, I got to know more about this. Like I want, I want to ask you so many questions, but I'm going to wait for the podcast. So sit tight. We're going to get there here in just a second, but I would like you to meet Juliana Piper. Juliana, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Juliana Piper, and I have two kids, a boy in um, fifth grade, uh, so we're close to navigating middle school, Bless and, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and a girl, um, and she's in third grade. I've been married for, I don't even know, my anniversary is this month. It's going to be our 18th year. Wow, happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, it's close to Valentine's Day, so we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. So we just celebrate our anniversary. And I am currently a website um, designer. And I'm also one of the co-founders of Madison Mompreneur, which is a, a group for uh, local moms who want to co-work and network. I love it. Um, I want to get started with your story. And we're going to go all the way back to high school. So let's let's uh, let's start there and just let us know what happened. Then. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Okay, I've, I'm telling myself that even if it's not true, I'm like, no, it it was just a few years ago. <laughs> right. We just keep we just keep telling ourselves that. Yes. Um, but yeah, I guess um, my story does start there because I always wanted to have a family, and I have a really close family. Um, I'm from Brazil originally, and I moved to the U.S. about 
um, just a little bit over 20 years ago. So I'm just at the point where I have actually lived in the U.S. slightly more than I lived in Brazil. So uh, <laughs> it's a big milestone. Yeah, it's kind of feels kind of weird because um, I, you know, it's like, am I cheating saying that I am Brazilian? But I guess not. No, 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 no. You get to. Cl- I think you get to claim <laughs> I guess, both. At I get this to claim point. both. Absolutely. At this point, yeah. So, um, in I always wanted to have a family, and family is very important to me. And I grew up in Brazil, where I had, you know, a high school boyfriend for like two years, and I thought that was going to happen then, and it was going to be uh, my fairy tale story, but. As it always happens, um, that didn't work out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not meant to be. No. Uh, And um, it was like a a big breakup for me. Um, And it was, it just, I just fell off my feet feet and didn't really know um, what I wanted to do in my life. That's when I was trying to get into college. And I almost got into the college I wanted to go to. Um, but I missed a f- by a few points. And oh. I thought, oh, if I knew English, because that's one of the requirements for the test for getting into college there. I was like, if I only knew this much more English, then my score would be good enough to go into that college that I wanted to go to. So what did I do? I um, I worked at an English school in Brazil while going, to, and while going to high school. And I learned about a program. It was called... It's an... Uh, program called um a program for au au pairs so i could learn english and if you're if somebody's not familiar with an au pair tell them what that is so the program is like learning english and working and i would be hosted by an american family or maybe somewhere else in the you know any other country but you leave with the family and you care for the kids um and then you go to school. So you get to learn English and you get to help out. It's kind of like a leave-in nanny. And you get paid for it. But you can also go to school. Um, and it's just a great way to experience um, living in a different country while also making money. And, you know, cause as a um, high school student, you don't yeah. have that much <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds of. like a great opportunity so, with what you were wanting to do. Yeah, what? so it's like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, bye, y'all. <laughs> yeah, you weren't saying y'all at that point like we no. do here. But, you know, so what was what were your parents' responses to that? Like, when you told them, I think this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to the U.S. See yeah. you later. So um, I I have ADHD, ADHD, <laughs> however you say that. Yes. And... um. I'm very impulsive and I've been through all my life and my parents like, yeah, whatever, just one more thing you're doing. And I guess they didn't really believe that I was actually leaving the country um, because they were just excited for me. It's like, yeah, go there, go. And my mom didn't even cry in the airport. None of my parents cried. Like they didn't cry in the airport. I was like, why are my parents the only ones not crying? They were just excited for me. I guess it's good. But, you know, um, a part of me just thought, well, they... They really don't believe I'm going to stay yeah, there. Yeah, they think you're going to be back. For this long. Which, um, and for, um, if you don't know, an au pair usually has a year contract. Okay. Most of them. So I would, you know, the plan was for me to stay in the U.S. for a year and then go back and try again for that college that I didn't have okay. enough Okay, so that, the plan to was to. to come back. Oh, yeah. It yes. was stay a year, learn English better. So did you, 
how much English did you know at this point? Like, were you? Um, I sounded probably like a toddler. Okay, gotcha. But hey, you, <laughs> you got to start I somewhere. So much. Uh, it's funny when you're learning a second language, you think you're, you know, a whole bunch, but then you sound like a toddler. Yes. And I sometimes I just read the little notes I used to write, or like just like my little journal from back then. And I was like, Oh my gosh! And I thought I knew English, and that's so. That oh, sounds so silly. I can totally attest to that because I studied <laughs> I studied Spanish, mm-hmm. and I actually went to school for foreign language and international trade. So I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty well in depth in Spanish. Um, yeah. But looking back at some of those initial notes, and honestly, my Spanish now because it's true: if you don't use it, you lose it. Yes, it's it's mostly gone. I can still have like a regular, you know, pretty basic conversation, but. Um, not toddler level, a little above <laughs> that, but probably not much. Yeah, it was. it's actually funny to look back at it now. So you move here. Yes. So another interesting part of my story is I moved here just after September 11. And I went to stay at a family who had just um, lost their mom at, in the Pentagon. Oh. And so um, I and they were the most wonderful family. Um, he was an older dad and they had a boy and a girl, um, about six and four. And I just loved, um, help, you know, watching them grow up. And I stayed with them. I ended up staying with them for about four years. And I, that was my favorite job ever. Oh yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. And that had to be so hard. Like I'm sure, I'm sure you were forced to learn a lot of things really quickly. Is that an accurate? Yeah. I, yeah, and um, but I was also very lucky because he, um, the dad in the family, he was, um, I mean, the most spectacular person I've ever met. He was uh, so strong and knowledgeable. He's like older um, guy. He was he became a dad at fifty one, uh, and I just, uh, I, I mean. That was just learning at that point, right? Because you're in a different country, a language that I didn't speak very well, and um, being part of a different family. So um, there was all I did basically all day was learning. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes learning sense. new rules and new culture, and um, obviously the language, and um, yeah, I mean everything. Wow. My goodness. Uh, and so so from there, you you stay with him for four years. Yeah, I stayed with him for four years. Um, and I became the nanny. And I wasn't sure um, that I wanted to stay. But I just had a very big connection with the family. I didn't want right. to, you know, leave them. And <clears throat> the only reason I actually left is because he got remarried to a wonderful woman. And they... Um, and she had a daughter, so the family felt kind of complete. Right. And that's actually around the time I met my husband. So it's very funny how things um, work out. Okay. Well, so let's go ahead and go on there. Tell us about <laughs> me and your husband. Did sparks yeah. fly right away, or what? What was the story? Uh, kind of, but uh, <laughs> we have stories there, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's always a good story there. Um, so I, uh, started going to college and, um, we le- used to leave around the DC area and he was like a young professional there. And that's, we just met, um, at a comedy club. It was like a restaurant that had like a little comedy that day. And that's where, um, we met. And then he, um, invited, you know, he, how do you say that? He 
call me on a day. He, he asked you on a date. He asked me. Thank you. Yeah. Let's see if forgetting words. Yeah. No, you're good. So he asked me on a date, and that's when we started dating. Um, but he he has a very interesting story. The you know he uh, the first time we went out with the group um, of mutual friends, it was a snowstorm, and he had this fancy BMW that couldn't go up the ice. And I was, and he was like, this isn't a date. So he just left me down the road to walk to my house. <laughs> and I told him that that's not the proper way you should treat a lady. And he says, you said it wasn't a date. And so we always argue about, uh, you know, how it all started. Right. Was he actually <laughs> supposed to walk? I think he was. I well, think- he was. He offered. I was like, but I was obviously said I am a strong, independent Latino immigrant woman. I don't need you to walk right. me home. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got this. But he still but could obviously have. Obviously, he should have walked me home if he's, you know, <laughs> yes. poor performing car didn't take me there. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, we'll let it slide. I mean, I think he's probably in your good graces now with all, you yeah, know, being married for this fine. long. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, fine now. You've made it up to her. Okay. So you guys get married. Yeah, so we got married. Um, we met. We we got. We don't. We try not to say that to our kids and our nieces and nephews who are teenagers. But we got married in our one year anniversary from the, our first date. <laughs> so I it's see. Like, yeah. Take your time. We got married two years. Two years from our yeah. first date. However, mm-hmm. we were planning to get married one year oh. on a, from our first date. Mm-hmm. But someone talked me, and she had been a wedding planner, and she was like, "That is not enough time." Mm-hmm. We got married, or we got engaged in. January, uh-huh. and then we were going to have our wedding in June. Mm. And it wasn't going to be like a big thing, but she was yeah. like, this this is not enough time. That's enough time. So she, exactly. It was now, looking say, back, but... yeah, now looking back, I'm like, I wish we would have. But we waited an entire year and a half to get married. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend that. So, yeah. But we're the sa- same story. Same yeah. Thing. So cool. Yeah. I mean, when you know, you just know it. Exactly. And why wait? Right. But, um, yeah, it was very stressful to plan a, a wedding in, like, we had a couple of months. We got engaged. Uh, and my birthday September. And so it was around that. I don't even know when I got engaged. But it was That's about okay. that time. Yeah. And we got married in February. So it was a couple of months. And I, you know, I'm, I like to, I'm a DIY girl. So yes. I, I did a, a bunch of decorations for my wedding, the invitation. I did that myself and same girl so it same was fun. it was very stressful <laughs> yes i get it it's too much work <laughs> i yes i which i had a little bit more time than you did but i probably procrastinated i probably oh, waited yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> but that's awesome so did you guys want kiddos right away or you guys wanted to hang out a while and yeah no so uh for me growing up in brazil the financial stability there is really you know iffy and some you know the economy just goes up and down. And uh, growing up, my parents were always like leaving paycheck to paycheck and <laughs> arguments were always about finances. And right. I was like, well, when I get married, I don't want to have this issue. So um, we wanted to make sure we were stable financially before having kids. So we went through uh, the Dave Rinsley plan um, to just educate ourselves on how to um, – how to deal with money to as a couple because we were you know that that was something new for us and we do have um 
very different ap- approaches to it. I, I don't I don't like to look at the budget. And my <laughs> husband is the numbers guy. Yep. So you usually like as as Dave Ramsey talks about, you usually like have one of each of those and yes. you marry each other. And then yes. thus a lot of people <laughs> spend a lot of time arguing about finances and marriage. Yeah. So it's very relatable for sure. So we um we went through that first and we did the financial piece too. Um and that's where we, it took us a couple of years to make sure we paid off our debts, and um, we were in a good position to then have kids. Because that's um, my, I always wanted to stay home with the kids. I felt like, you know, that's where most my my heart calling. Is that how you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I always wanted to stay home with my kids and taking care of other people's kids. I always felt like, you know. Uh, I don't think I can have somebody else watch my kids. Uh, it just feels weird. Right. Um, I wouldn't probably wouldn't be a very good uh, person at a job, you know, doing a job that I um, didn't want to. <laughs> right, right. Because your focus is there and that's yeah. where you feel like you need to be. I, w- I would have struggled a lot if I found a regular job and right. not stayed home with the kids. So we you know, try to plan for that first. Um, and um, so that's how you went, but not quite because <laughs> right when we started having kids, um, I was about 20, very young, like 26, 27. That's when um, I was diagnosed with th- thyroid cancer. And so that threw a curveball at uh, all the plans. Yeah, I could say. That that it did. I mean, so where did this come from? Like, did you have some kind of symptom or did you get some regular testing or what brought this to yeah, your attention? So, um, I had bronchitis um, and then I went to a regular doctor and he was like, well, your thyroid looks a little bit um, big. And I was like, what is the, where is the thyroid you're seeing? Right, right. <laughs> um, and so that doctor sent me to get um to get it checked. And um, I had zero symptoms except that I was um, having bronchitis. And but the fact that that doctor noticed my thyroid was really a miracle because my um, cancer nodules were 0.6 centimeters, which is really small. And um, I don't know how you saw it. But uh, when I got tested and they found nodules, um, I had papillary cancer, which um, in both the nodules. So the thyroid looks like a little butterfly on the bottom of your neck. And there's two sides to it. So I had nodules on both sides. So I had to go through surgery and remove it. And I was lucky enough not to have to uh, go through um, chemotherapy. Chemotherapy. Thank you. So I was lucky enough not to go through uh, chemotherapy. And there's like radioactive therapy. Radiation. no, like radiation it's like therapy? A, no, something different. It's a, something different. Like you, t- you uh, back in the day, um, now they have a little bit better medicine. But back in the day, you had to go through a really um, it was this horrible diet that took all the iodine out of your body, so that you could have like a little pill that was radioactive. Oh. So you would be like radioactive. You couldn't. Ha- you couldn't. Um, con- and you still. This is how they do the treatments today. But like. Wow. You can't be close to like cats or 
people for a couple of days after you take the wow, medicine. Wow, I had no which idea. Which is pretty... That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> so I was lucky enough not to have to go through that. Yeah. Um, radio iodine. I have to remember the name now, but um, my memories failing me <laughs> same girl but always it was, <laughs> but it was like a really extraneous um process um and so I felt very lucky that I had, didn't have to go through that yeah. um but um a lot of people do and um yeah so wow so then I mean I I feel like we could spend a really long time <laughs> talking about all of this um but how did that how did that affect you as you're like because you guys are planning to have kids at this point you're ready you're yeah that really um so I had a a full-time job and we were it was about the time when we wanted to start having kids then um it was really hard for me to perform in my job and um so having ADHD and then going through the withdrawals from not having any when you remove the thyroid, you don't have it. You do produce any hormones from the thyroid. Obviously, um, you have other hormones, but you go through a withdrawal until like your medications kicking in. Um, an artificial hormone is actually working in your body, and like I had chills and I was hot, and I had chills and I was hot, and like my brain didn't work. It was very foggy, uh, so I struggle a lot at my work. But um, my husband got relocated to here around that time. And, um, I was recovering from my surgery and it happened that I got pregnant just before we moved to, to where we are today. Wow. Yeah. It was all together. Yeah. It was all together. But yeah. Man. So then you welcome those sweet, sweet babies. Yeah. I, um, when I had my son, I really wanted to, uh, have, a, a natural delivery, a unmedicated delivery. And um, my ADHD went to hyper focus and I took so many classes and uh, read so many books because I just, after having cancer, I just, I felt like I just needed to prove to myself that my body was too strong. And so that was one of my goals. And um, I had a wonderful doula who helped guide me through that. And I um, ended up actually having um a medicated birth with both of my kids. And I was the other concern I had going through that having cancer was he was able to breastfeed um, because I didn't know if I had enough hormones in my body right. that would produce uh, milk. But I was lucky enough uh, to do that for four years, actually. Wow. And my kids have no recollection of that hard work. Right. <laughs> we don't get enough credit for that. I mean... You know, I was like, do you remember anything? It's like, no, no. nothing, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, that's that's a full time job in itself. Just like feeding the baby. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's yeah, it was kind of crazy. So four um, years. I, yeah. And, and honestly, I, like that's that's superstar level there, in my opinion, I think. Yeah. I mean, though, I proved myself. That's right. You, know, like, <laughs> you achieved your goal. That. You yes. succeeded for sure. So, yeah, it was um, I just, you know, I just had to prove to myself that I could. My body was not broken because um, I was quite younger and I had cancer. I was still in my 20s and that was hard. And um, now I know um, that I have ADHD and that I can process things very deeply. <laughs> right. So um, I would probably know how to do all of that a little bit better, but 
back then I didn't know. And so I just struggled through, you know, processing all of that information. And then, uh, yeah. So what would you what would you tell yourself, like, this girl who is struggling, trying to make sure that she succeeds at this thing? I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but like proving to yourself that your body's not broken. What do you is there anything that comes to mind that you wish that you could tell yourself back then? Yeah, just, you know, chill. Just chill. (laughs) (laughs) Just chill. It's okay. Um, You know, it. and it's okay if you don't breastfeed either. You know, I I was so, like, hyper-focused on I'm going to get my body to work the way I want it to. And um, it was a lot of work to breastfeed. And I don't, you know, I I had, um, I have amazing memories, but I wish I wasn't so hard on myself for, um, you know, just push you know i just pushed myself too hard yeah, and yeah. my well, babies didn't sleep which didn't help right <laughs> tell you <laughs> i never that never helps i was very exhausted well and i think it's important to point out like i love that you said that just like relax it's going to be okay and if yes. it if it doesn't work out the way you expected it to it's going to be okay yes. because i think moms need to hear that because you know women have so many different struggles or challenges or things that, you know, maybe they're not able to breastfeed and they wanted to, or maybe they're not able to do the natural delivery. You know, I wanted to have an unmedicated, I should say, hold on after my, was it my conversation with Tracy? Mm -hmm. Um, This was way back several episodes. Uh, Tracy Abney was on here and she is a doula. And she told me that they don't say natural birth because all birth is natural that it is an unmedicated birth yeah so i will correct myself sorry tracy forgive me um (laughs) so i wanted to have an unmedicated birth with my first yes and then i was not you know i was not moving forward in my process and so then they had to give me pitocin and then all of a sudden like the contractions went through the roof and i'm dying and so it was like no i i just can't Could I have probably, but you know, in that moment I couldn't, I couldn't. And so, and it was fine. Guess what? It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I went on and I did get to do an unmedicated birth with my second. So I proved that to myself, but it was okay either way. Yeah. You know, things don't always work out. At the end of the day, like when you have a perspective that you can look back into, you said, you know, like it's okay. Um, Everything works out and things don't have to just be one way. Um, it, you know, it's, it's fine. I was, my body was not broken. I wish that's what I wish I'd told myself. Yeah. It's not broken. It's just stop being so stubborn. Yes. <laughs> so good. Such good advice. So, um, you were able to be a stay at home mom because of your preparation, right? Yes. Um, and then you got, you know, once your youngest got to be what, what did you say? Around nine months old, you decided it was time for a little bit of a change. So yes. tell us what happened then. So I struggle a lot with um, my mental health after I had kids. And I, you know, just, um, I'm sure I had a postpartum depression, but I never um, knew how to do any of that. And my brain, you know, after going through thyroid cancer, um, it was, my brain was like, just, I couldn't, just didn't work very properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you you gotta keep up here brain but it wasn't I feel like that every day <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly like brain come on stay yes. stay with me like bring me the words bring me the things like stay on task all of that yeah yes and um after having kids I struggle uh, with mental health and um even though that was you know probably the highlight of my life because I always wanted to be a mom and you know we 
planned for it, worked hard for it, and it, my my bearing just wasn't there, right? Like, just um, I was often very tired, and um, that was all different. You know, my hormones weren't helping, uh, but a lot of it was ADHD, and uh, just my brain needed a little extra help, honestly, and, to and, be able to function. And you keep saying it was ADHD. You know, you mentioned several times, well, I have ADHD and this happened, but you weren't aware that that's what it was no, at this No, I had no clue. And um, I had no clue. I just didn't know any better. And I did see um, some uh, mental health professionals that didn't know either. <laughs> so... Um, you know, that was, I, it took me a little while to kind of figure out what it was. Um, and now that I know um, that I have ADHD, I can understand how my brain works and I can actually, um, you know, deal with things a little bit better because, okay, I can give myself grace for this because I know this is not how my brain's going to work best and I can try something different. And, um, and with little kids, it was a lot, it was very overwhelming, all the noise and all the constant touching and um, a lot of things would have, you know, it's just, it, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard. I mean, yeah. And so I wanted to start working because I needed my brain to do something else. Gotcha. And that. so you decided to start your business, right, at that point? Yeah. So I had um, a online clothing boutique for four years. Um, and that, that was the first one, um, the first business I started and I loved going to vendor events and connecting with people, um, and doing all of that, but it killed me to keep track of inventory because again, <laughs> that's not what my brain's going right. to do. This is very, a very boring task and it's just, I couldn't like, I couldn't. So, um, uh, totally failed that part of the business and, uh, you know, um, but it was great for, it was good for my mental health to be able to connect more with people. And I feel like, you know, it really helped um, my depression then. But um, the story wasn't over because, oh. you know, I got a, I needed to understand what was really going on with yeah, my brain. Yeah. I was too very fatigued a lot of the time and needing like to take a nap in the afternoons because my brain wasn't working. Right, right. And so you, at this point, is that when you sought out testing or? Yeah. So um, it was mostly the, you know, I feel like the pandemic helped everybody with ADHD, ADHD learn about ADHD. And there was what, a lot. Yeah. Yes. A lot of information out there. Yes. So um, thank you, TikTok, right? uh, for teaching me. TikTok, you're amazing. Superstar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for teaching me about um you know, what ADHD would look like for women. Right. And um, from there, I actually got um, um, a formal diagnosis by a psychiatrist. And um, I, I love learning about the brain, all of that. So to me, it was a really cool experience to um, see the data. Yeah. So I was able to learn what areas I could best perform, you know, like what what's my brain gifted at right and use that instead of you know f um finding a job where i had to keep track of inventory and be bored to death i love that and so 
Again, I feel like we could sit and talk on this. Unfortunately, today we're in a little more of a time crunch because we are in the afternoon and we've got to go get back to get kiddos from school, mom life, right? So um, we're going to move on from that. But um, I wanted to, to ask, so then that transitioned, you wanted to do something a little different that was more focusing on you know, the way your brain works. So yeah. what did you move to? So I, I got diagnosed and I am medicated for my ADHD. And I don't take like, what is it? What is it called? The, like, um, the, I don't take the regular ADHD medication. I take more of the, like treating depression medication, oh, okay. which has helped my yes. ADHD. Gotcha. Um, but that has really helped, helped me along with, um, therapy, just understand better. Uh, how to process things in life and you know and so as a result of my ADHD testing I learned that I am very gifted in the visual part of it in in the learning Um, I learn things very fast and so I wanted to find um, a job or something I could do with that and um, that's how I ended up opening a web design um my website design studio because I just, I love creating things and I love visual things and creating beautiful visual things is what makes me happy. And I just happen to be gifted in that area. And so I lean into that and, um, it certainly makes me happier than counting inventory. Yes. Yes, for sure. I could definitely see that. Plus, (laughs) I love that there's variety in it oh, because yes. you get so many options to do, you know, different things. Yes. Um, so I can imagine that probably adds to the fun. So you're not stuck doing the same thing all yes. the time. Yes. It's, and it's different people all the time. And I, you know, I, I creating, you know, the website is like the big project and you get to go deep into that one company and understand everything about it. And it it's, you know, like, I just love making it more efficient <laughs> for people to do their business. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no more. You know, it, there have some funny stories of how people do business. Like I'm sure. I'm sure paper there's yeah, and pen. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've got a whole, a whole slew of stories. And, but yeah, it's always a different one. And I get to go from project to project. Um, but I still get to keep the relationship with, with the people that I've, built a website with four um and you know keep it help keep helping their business grow but um the projects the big projects are usually very different and you know yeah jump from yeah that's awesome different ones so cool so um i will go ahead why don't you just plug your business and tell everybody if they need a website oh, design yeah. where can they find you so um, I did a little play with words and my last name is Piper. So my website studio is Piper Mache, uh website studio. So that's where you, you can find me. Um, everything is Piper Mache on socials and uh, the website. So that's where you can find me. So Piper Mache. And I will also link that um, those websites and socials and all that on um, the on our website at SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com. So if you're driving or you don't remember this and you want to go back to it later, you can always head over there and find the links from each episode. So um, with that, 
Miss Juliana. Oh, and we also didn't mention you also decided to start Madison Mompreneur. Oh, yes. Right? So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you, pandemic. Um, I felt very isolated and just uh, lonely doing my business um, at home by myself all the time. And I do, you know, I obviously have clients, but it's not the same. You just email them a right. couple of times. There's no, you know, you're not making friends or you don't have people who actually understand what you're going through with your business. So, um, in talking with my friend Lauren, when one day we were like, yeah, I feel the same way. And, you know, a lot of times when I was at baseball games with my son, I would um, meet a lot of the parents, but I had no clue that they had business too, and that I could have been supporting their business all along. And, you know, when the season would end, and I would maybe connect online with those people, I would learn about their business. And I'm like, why don't we all like why do we hang out so much and we don't even know about each other you know it's it's kind it's kind of sad right right like, right we don't talk those, about that stuff yeah, as much yeah all those parents that we just see at a you know a, a baseball practice you could, we could have been supporting each other because we are buying that stuff anyway. So, you know, so yeah. might as well buy from some somebody who's local and um, a, a mom who has a business for, for sure. things that you need. Um, so that was a combination of trying to create a little bit of community, um, more connection with people that run businesses here in town and um, really knowing the people around you. Um, you know, just on your day-to-day life and how you can best support them. That That's where the idea came from. And um, it's been great to uh, just make help, you know, help coordinate all of this to just make space for people to come and connect and know of each other because I think that's the most important part, really, because, um, you know, we as humans like to be helpful and support each other. Right. But if you don't know what the other person does, um, it's it's really hard, and I really dream to have a list of all the mompreneurs in our town, and you know, like, because then people can go to it and have a place. Okay, right. where are the moms that have business? Let me buy from them. First. I love that. I love it so much. So cool. And we need to give a shout out to Lauren Hooper as yes. well. Lauren has been on the podcast that you mentioned just a mm-hmm. second ago, so you yes. can head back in the archives and check out her episode. It was so good. Um, and you can find if you want to join or interested and you live in the North Alabama area in the Madison area, mm-hmm. um, you can head over to, do you want to plug that one? Yeah. MadisonMompreneur.com. And you can just join us. We meet weekly for co-working and we also do some marketing efforts to help everybody, everybody's businesses. So good. Here. So, so good. I love yeah. it. Um, okay. Well, before we before we sign off, I've got a couple more things. The first one is obviously the big question of the podcast. What does success mean to Juliana? Um, it's just simply just like having my family, you know, like that's the most important. And I feel like uh, once I knew that I could have a family and that that meant that I am successful and everything else is just really gravy. Uh, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And completely true. I totally agree. Love it. Um, Okay. The last thing I like to do with all my guests is Mm -hmm. ask a few rapid fire questions. Okay. So first, what is your coffee order? Um, I don't, I am Brazilian. I don't drink coffee. So 
I love chai and matcha is okay. my f- number one I like choice. It. I like it. If it's good. If it's good. I, <laughs> I feel that way about coffee. If it's good. there There's definitely, I've become a little bit of a snob when it comes yes. to that. Yeah. Okay. Number two, how clean does your house stay on average on a scale of one to 10? I don't see dirt. I just see if it, the house is disorganized. So it's very clean through my eyes but my husband always says <laughs> it's very clean through my eyes it's totally fine i don't I, what <laughs> but he doesn't agree my husband sees the dirt and not the disorganization so he's the one that's like okay we need to to take care of this <laughs> so <laughs> well maybe you guys you're meant to be you're a good pair he I can know, handle right? the dirt you can handle yes. handle the organization you're good to go <laughs> Well, not really. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying here, okay? <laughs> You're very optimistic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Did you give me a number? Okay. Did I give you a yeah, number? on a scale of one to ten. I'm gonna for ju- what? For, <laughs> for how clean your house is. Oh, how clean my yeah, house is? Yeah, yeah. Well, you- I have help. Oh, okay. I have a cleaner that comes twice oh, see, a that's month. Good. That's so good. So if, if she does her job, it's... It's clean. I mean, I have two dogs. It can never be clean. No, that's true. I have two that's dogs, true. two kids. There's actually, my parents are visiting. There's about seven people that live in my house. Oh, wow. We're never, it's, I don't know what clean is. No. Good thing I don't okay, see well, it. That's fine. You don't see it. It's. I don't know that I have a number so for then, it. Then it's always. No, it depends on the day. It's always a 10 if you don't see it. Right? There you go. Okay. Done. <laughs> okay. What is a book or show you've recently loved? Uh, I we're really into um, Young Sheldon. Okay, I've seen that, but I haven't watched oh my it yet. Gosh, is it yes. good? Yeah, it's very good. Okay. And in a book that I am reading right now, that's been very good. It's from another um, mompreneur, um, and it's "Don't Suck at Business" by Kara Loss, and um, it's really interesting to read the actual facts from a woman. You know, like. I love reading business books. Yeah, same. But it's mostly for men, and I can't relate to all of them. Um, so reading a book from a woman who have ki- who has kids, and she actually homeschools, so she's even crazier than I am. But um, and she has like she's had multiple businesses, and she wrote a business books, and I'm I'm really loving all her tips and really relatable stories that she shared so that's awesome well i'll have to check that out for sure okay last question what is the most random item you have in your purse right now in my purse it's very minimal okay lauren would be very proud she would be very proud (laughs) but i did just pull out a thing of popcorn that was in there this morning i mean so i would say that's the most random thing i like it because other than that i just have my wallet glasses and my keys well i'm proud of my phone that's all I'm proud of you. I like it. <laughs> I always feel like I'm doing really good, like really good if my purse is organized because I am not like mm-hmm. everything goes in my purse. I just throw it all in there. And yeah. so I have to be careful if I've got a little bitty purse. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, oh, this is going to keep me organized. It doesn't. Yeah. It still Aww. ends up stuffed with. Yeah. So I have to regularly well, try to clean it out. I still have the stuff. You just didn't ask about my car. Oh, Okay. <laughs> There it is. That's where it ends up. See, it makes sense. Oh, my goodness. Well, Juliana, this has been so great. Yes. I have really enjoyed our conversation. I know that the listeners have as well. I, it's been an honor to, to be here, and I love your um, 
you know, that you're sharing your gifts with everybody else and just making the, and sharing the connections that you have with people that are um, interesting to you with other moms. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Mama, you have a wonderful week and we will see you next time on the Successful Mama Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember Mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it.